everybody, welcome to episode 48 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy Picciuto. Jimmy DeResta. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to do it out of order. Jimmy DeResta. I'm sorry. It's alright. And David Picciuto. Here I am. There you are. There I am. I thought What's you pointed on? at me, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you guys up to? Oh, I've had a... What, one... have you, what have you been dealing with today? Jimmy? Oh, God, I've had a tough day. So many of you might be watching on Snapchat. You saw what I had to deal with. Me and Dave had to deal with. I've been away. I was away upstate working at the House Upstate for about eight days through the Thanksgiving weekend. Just got back on Monday morning to a flood in my basement. The flood that had started apparently Sunday, according to Ryan, who was working there. And the flood, there's... Nowhere for the water to go. The the drain, the floor drain, every drain in that section of the building where my shop is, is clogged. The water just keeps coming out of the toilet. It has nowhere to go. The drain to the street is clogged. And so you can imagine what comes out of the toilet above my apartment or, you know, above my workshop, which is everybody who's using the toilet. And so it's it's a mess. It's a total mess. It's a disaster. And so it took two full days for the plumber to finally come and and drain the pipes. And so now we're dealing with the aftermath. It's like It's like a mass murder scene cleaning up the floor. And for the first time ever, it's creeped into the shop about five or six feet, which isn't so bad because it's just like the edge, edge, edge of like the, the creepy water. So it's all just water, but it's just, you know, it's just a, everything about it is just a pain in the butt. And so, so you haven't lost any materials or tools or anything to it? No, 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 no. It's just the, like all the materials have stains at the edge. <laughs> we had a, a piece of four by eight of MDF with the whole corner was getting melted off. So I just figured we'd cut it up and use it in the project I'm working on. So all through this, I'm trying to develop and finish this project. I'm having a client come to see tomorrow. I'm making a prop set for a, a Lagavulin ad that might include Nick Offerman. So I'm making this whole set. I built it um, upstate, most of the, the big walls, and now I have the wall set up downstairs. And so I have all my materials around the shop working to build all the props that go inside. It's supposed to look like the inside of someone's closet. So there's like small dressers and shelves and stuff. And so I'm trying to build all that to show the client tomorrow in the process of dealing with this. So I had to move a couple of my movies up. So my core's video is going to be pushed up and, and then my make, I'm going to skip a week for make. So just literally till three in the morning last night, trying to curtail the water. Cause for the first time it was creeping so deep into the shop. I just like, and then once it gets past this hump on the floor, it'll all just start going to the other end of the shop. So I did my best last night. I came in this morning and it was just right back all the way to the top because there's nowhere for it to go. I was I was trying to, to send the water upstairs. I was baffling all the, the spots where the water would come through, but it wasn't enough. I mean, there was so much water pressure that Dave got in before me, and he said the water was just literally squirting like five and six feet out of, out of the floor drain that I had capped, Good. and it was squirting out of the side mm. of the cap. How's the smell? It smells like you would expect it to smell. Mm. Gross. <laughs> Mm. That's so awful. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the things I deal with living in the city. I just, Taylor and I just had the most wonderful week upstate. You saw us kind of goofing off in that sign video. Um, I left a little snippet of her. She walked into the to the shot that I was about to hang the sign. She walked in and, and she told me that I had tracked cat poop around the house and she was mad at me about it, but kind of kidding. And then she said, you're going to hang that sign right there. And we had a little conversation about it. And then she walked out of frame, but I left that in there. But, you know, that was kind of, we just had a good week up there and um, I came back to the city to deal with this. So it just sort of enforces my want and need to, to work in a, like a farm country setting. In a poop-free area? Poop-free area. And the only poop <laughs> I want to be smelling is horse poop because that's something we want to get as horses. Hmm. But well, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Horse poop is awesome. 
<laughs> oh, there's a title for the episode. There we go. Yeah, no, so uh, much more awesome than City Poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. So that's what I've been dealing with. And so I'm sorry I kind of came to the party late this afternoon. So I apologize for that. But thank you for giving me a little bit of leeway. Sure thing. Dave, uh, you you recently had to deal with something similar, right? Yeah, we, uh, our toilets and washing machines would not flush out the water. So nothing was damaged. It was just starting to come up through the basement floor drain. And so we had to have somebody come and kind of fix the pipes. Out in the backyard, so now imagine, nice. imagine this. Imagine there's six more houses above yours, <laughs> and all their water and drainage needs are passing through your house. And yeah, that no drain thanks. is in your basement. Yeah, that's the my thing. own wastewater is bad enough. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now you could, you know, I, I, not to get too graphic, but you could tell who's eating what. <laughs> oh yeah. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. What have you been working on, David? <laughs> um, so you guys can see behind me, I have some acoustic panels hanging yeah. up. And I added some to my office. I removed a couch from my office. And as soon as I did that, the acoustics got really bad in here. Uh, mm. So if you ever want to have a recording studio, put a couch in where you're recording. It absorbs a lot <laughs> of reflection. Uh, so I added these panels up above me. I added this this kind of hanging ceiling above me. And um, so I made a video on the panels back here. It was kind of like, I need to do this right now. And so shot it one day. And now I'm doing the editing, trying, doing a little experimenting with the editing. I'm not really um, showing how, I'm, I'm showing all the steps, but I'm not in the voiceover. I'm not talking about them. I'm kind of talking about my path. Uh, how I got here to YouTube from high school. So it's just um, just kind of telling a story. And I, it's not going to be a format that I do a lot, but once in a while when I don't think I really need to explain what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm going to experiment with some stories. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm working on. Oh, very cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. I'm kind of like in the middle of what both of you guys are saying. Like today's been a really weird... I haven't had any toilet troubles, which is... <laughs> very good. But... <laughs> But like yesterday, my Land Cruiser just died in the middle of the street. Oh. I was on the way back from Home Depot. It was full of lumber, and it just died. Bummer. And um, turns out that thing's really heavy to push. Oh man! <laughs> so, loaded with wood. Loaded with wood. But uh, yeah, a guy helped me push it over. I found out today it's the alternator, and so they're they're getting that fixed right now. I should have it back tomorrow. So um, yeah, so I'll get my truck back tomorrow, and that's just kind of a bummer because it just you know something's broken, something else to pay for. That stuff. Um, and then, like, I'm having a hard time with this video I'm working on right now. It's just not, I'm not really inspired about it, and I'm kind of just kind of stuck in it and not really sure what to do with it. And I think I may be late on the video, like, publishing it to my schedule for the first time in as long as I've had a schedule. Wow. So that's a little disappointing. It's not a big deal, really, but, you know, it's just kind of like, eh. If I was really excited about it, but it was going to be late, that would be different. But it's I'm kind of like, meh. But I have to do it. And what is it about it, it that hmm. you don't like? Can you identify just, it? There's just not like a thing to it. I like for my videos to have like one thing that sticks out. Even if the project's simple, there's like something that sticks out that's like, oh, well, that's a little tip that will be useful to somebody, or that's a really clever whatever, or something like that. And uh, 
this one and I just haven't found that thing yet. I'm not finished with it, so maybe it'll show up. But maybe next week we can talk about how you got out of that that feeling of not being excited about it. Hmm. So once so once you figure it out, maybe we can have a yeah. part two. Yeah, that might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's me. I'm working on that. Still trying to get my um, arcade machine is kind of stalled it's because I'm waiting on the artwork to get finalized and. Uh, it's it's constructed, but I can't really do any of the next steps until I get the artwork. So, but it's in my way still, still, <laughs> right, still right in the middle of the space. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm up to. Right. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the wonderful time we're all having. <laughs> well, we could, yeah, we could. I, there's a couple of comments that I, I think are kind of interesting um, from Twitter, but then we could talk about just like what how we deal with stuff not going like we expect it to, or you know. Yeah. No, well, I, I came back to the city and I was all anticipating. I, I got a good jump start on this this ad that I'm working on. I'll explain what I have to build and it will eventually be in a video. I'm building the space that's going to basically look like the inside of a closet. And inside the closet, Nick is hiding from his family for the holidays. And so I'm making this like six by six foot folding panel wall. So each wall is three by seven feet. Actually, each wall is a total of six by seven feet and it folds into a three by seven foot piece. So I have three of those and I made those upstate. And so I brought them down to the city yesterday morning. Dave and I brought them into, well, right away I noticed the flood, but then I'm like, all right, let's go get the walls. We brought the walls into the shop and we set them up and we're going to basically make this mock walk-in closet. And and, and the joke of the video is that uh, Nick is hiding from his family. They already made the video and this is just like an accompaniment to go with it for like a live event. And uh, so I was all amped up to get in the shop and build all the, the parts that go with it, the dresser and the shelves and stuff. And I had to deal with this. And it was such a, a, a like, the brake screeched once I came in the shop in the morning and I saw this. I was like, oh, man, I, I have so much to do. I have, I know all these things. I have to, and then not to mention one of the clients, my friend Bobby, who's working on this with me, came in from Louisville for this. And so the whole time we're just, like, walking through this puddle trying to get things done. And I spent a little time working on the, the flood, and then I spent a little bit of time working on a cabinet, then I spent a little time working on the flood. So all day long, I was just juggling events just to at least keep moving the project along. And uh, I got to a good spot, and then I literally spent until 3 in the morning trying to clean up what was left of the flood once I realized the plumbers never came. And I woke up, and I was back in the shop by 10 o'clock this morning, still dealing with it. And, you know, just, and then I was able to get a little editing in last night. So the way I deal with some stress like this is I literally just put, put the pause button on all that stuff, like all the the, the traumatic stuff. And I just jump literally, I'm like, okay, for the next hour, I'm just going to edit. And I just turn Mm -hmm. it all off and I turn my phone off. And, but that's what I was doing throughout the day. I just kept mixing tasks that were positive, moving projects forward and then dealing with the, 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 you know, the unfortunate event of the flood. I was going to say tragic, but that's not really tragic. Honestly, it's not a big, big deal. It's just a pain to deal with. And so I just kept jumping back and forth between good things and bad things. And, you know, just trying to move each one of those things along to a, a positive solution. Hmm. But, you know, like when I, it's, Dave and I are so used to it that today when, when we were, uh, when we were Snapchatting about it, we, we made a joke. We said, this, this isn't a flood of of sewage this is a babbling brook and we put milk crates to walk through the puddle so you could step from milk crate to milk crate and we said <laughs> these are these are stepping stones through a river and we were just joking around like saying you know when you're in such a dire situation you have to create a an alternate illusion 
Hmm. So we were just doing that for fun. But in, actually, doing Snapchat today and yesterday with, about the flood was very therapeutic because Dave and I kept thinking of funny things to do. And uh, it, it just kind of takes your mind away from, you know, the, the whole negative aspect of it. So, yeah. So that, that's that's how I was dealing with this particular incident. And it, it, I've dealt with this flood 40, 50 times since I've been in this location. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I find that when I have situations like that, like jumping from thing to thing is a good suggestion because I find that I'll get, like today specifically, I you know had this thing that I, I kind of had a loose idea for the project, kind of knew what I was going to do, but I wasn't really excited about it. So I kept trying to think of something else to add or something else to do instead, but I never could get very far down that road before my mind would jump back to, I'm also out of time. So I just need to do something. And then I would go back to, okay, well, I'll just do my original idea. Uh, but I'm not really happy with that idea. I need to think of something new. And then I'd go down that road. Oh, I'm out of time. And I just, you know, I get in this like weird little loop where nothing's happening. I'm not, I'm not coming up with a new idea. I'm not getting any progress done on the thing that I'm not ter- entirely happy with. But I find myself on occasion getting in those little loops. Um, but jumping out and just doing like a small productive thing is a good suggestion for... Yeah, because it keeps your head like, "Hey, this is what it's all about." You know, you don't get stuck in the in the uh, in the in the mud, so to speak. I mean, I grew up with a couple people in my life. I don't want to name names, but they would always declare, "The day is ruined. This mm. is it. The day is ruined." And I mean, I was a little kid, and I would hear this, and I'd say, "It's really you just got you bumped into a car in the in the parking lot. The day's not really ruined. In an hour from now, we're going to be on to something else." So hmm. I, I grew up with, uh, you know, one specific person I sometimes call my dad. I'm joking. My dad would say that when I grew up. <laughs> he would say, <laughs> the day is ruined. And when I was a little kid, I would say, the day's not really ruined. So with my dad's sort of that little negative thing that he would do, I grew up trying not to emulate that. And hmm. you know, my dad's gotten be- much better growing up. Uh, I mean, I love my dad and he's been a great influence on me. So I was kind of hesitant to say who that was. But Growing up, I, I always remember, I mean, even me, my brothers would joke, we would jokingly say the day is ruined. And it was like, we would say it in a farce, meaning the day's not really ruined. We just dropped our ice cream and, you know, we'll just go buy another one. But, you know, I try not to, to let that be the way. And, and all that being said, my dad's gotten much better. He's a much more positive person than he was when we were little kids. So, you know, adding to that, growing up, I was around somebody that would overreact and kind of have the same attitude. The day is ruined. Everything is awful. The world sucks. And mm-hmm. I kind of use that as motivation these days to say, do not be like that person. You're yeah. Being like that ab- person. And, absolutely. And I, I say that to myself all the time. And it, it unfortunately, that person's negativity is, um, is what gets me back going. And another thing that used to help me and I just now thought of this, and I don't implement it into my day-to-day work now, but I should, is when I worked at the office and I had a frustrating client or I couldn't figure out how to solve a certain problem and I was just having a bad time, I just went for a walk around the block. Yeah. And when I got back, I was in a different headspace. Mm-hmm. And I I just now remembered that I used to do that. And I need to do that now because sometimes I do find myself overreacting to the situation. And we all know it's not good to uh, not be present and be angry around spinning blades. So (laughs) 
those are, I think those are the two things that, that helped me, but I need to take my own advice for sure. Yeah. That's, I, I, the other day went for a run for that very reason, thinking like maybe, you know, when I run, I'm, I'm, I can't do anything with my hands. I can't be productive. It's a time that I'm forced to be unproductive other than being healthy, I guess. But so that's often the time where I'll say, I'm going to think about this problem or this whatever and come up with an idea, come up with the next step. And so I, I went for a run with that intention, thinking I'll figure out this next video while I'm running. And I get like three quarters of the way through the run and realize that I've been listening to a podcast the entire time and <laughs> hadn't <laughs> thought about anything. <laughs> and so I was just, I finally just turned the, the podcast off and was like, okay, I got like 10 minutes left. You know, I just got to <laughs> think. And so, yeah. yeah, that's, that's definitely a good idea to, to get out of the space that you're in and just go be surrounded by something different. Yeah, throughout the day, actually yesterday and today, I said, all right, to Dave, I said, you know, let's take, to get, like usually the one of us would go do something or he would or I would, but I said, let's just take a walk to the hardware store. We went and we bought a, a water pump and, you know, we went and got lunch together. So that was definitely for that exact same reason. It's like, let's just step away from this for a minute, collect our thoughts, remember what really needs to get done that's important and just deal with that. And uh, I, I, get, I did get some relief in the way that I, I moved a couple of my videos down the pike. I don't know if I said that during the show or before we started, but a couple of my videos are going to get moved a little bit, just a couple of days. So that alleviates a lot of pressure because like this Monday I got back, I'm like, I got to build this room. I got to build all the accoutrements for this room. I got to do my core video. I got to do my, my make video. And you know, I, I actually shot a video for, for uh, my celebration of my 400 K. So that's going to be coming up soon too. So, um, so I have all these videos to edit. I think it's also good to surround yourself with, understanding people and clients so mm -hmm. you know these these two videos they understood your situation they're like hey no problem yeah you know, we'll just back up the deadline yeah and your significant others your family your friends yeah. are also good encouraging people like just go hang out with them they are not in this when you're frustrated and stressed out they're in a different headspace so just go out and hang out with them for a little bit and they'll they'll bring you back actually last night it was about 11 o'clock at night, and I knew the water was going to start creeping into the shop much deeper than it was. And so I, I ordered a pizza, and I told Taylor what I was doing. I said, I've got to deal with this flood. And she's like, I'll be over there. So she came over. She brought my friend Willie and Ryan. And so the four of us cleaned up as much as we could until about 1.32 in the morning. And the whole time we were laughing about it, just like how gross and stupid the whole thing was. So that was a great, you know, it was a great therapy. And then you, know, you get the problem solved thing. Me and Ryan were trying to figure out how to pump water from like literally one side of the building all the way to the drain on the other. And like I said, wow, this is like Survivor Island, just me and you trying to figure this whole thing out. So, and he's a he's a great problem solver. So the two of us together, we we realized we didn't have a strong enough compressor, um, and so then we just started shoveling buckets and moving buckets full of water at a time. But you know that was fun. It was it was like you know fun to be challenged with having to move flood water. It's interesting that you turned it into a challenge mm -hmm. rather than just dwelling on the fact that it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was hanging over the whole situation. But well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my uh, my my brand new Arap boots are like soaked through. Tells like you're not bringing those back in the house, not with what they've been through. You know? mm. So, but uh, you know, it's it's good to know that uh, you just. I'm going to put out a couple of cool videos soon, and and working upstate. This last couple, this last week, like literally having a solid week upstate just makes me want to move up there so much more. And just it's just so productive 
to be able to just, I, I, I worked on my chess pieces this week, and every day I made, I made six, I guess that's it, six pieces? How many primary pieces are there? Six or seven pieces, I don't even remember. And I made one a day on the lathe, and you know, they're fairly complicated, and I had a vague idea, so it was like great to just relax, and you know, I was like working on the lathe at like one, two in the morning with the garage door open. It was just so relaxing with the stars outside. It was also a beautiful week here in New York during the mm. Thanksgiving weekend. During Thanksgiving week, rather. So every night the stars are out and the moon, I had like moonlight lighting up the whole backyard. It was great. We talk about goals a lot, but maybe having those goals, you realize that your bad day or your stressful day is just a minor little roadblock yeah. to yeah. your ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just problem solving these little these little things and think about the big picture. Yeah. And I have a question for you guys, and I know that I'm different from, I think, from both of you on this. But as far as like your self-imposed deadlines and goals, do you, like how hard on, how hard are you on yourself in regards to those things? If you don't make it or you're not going to be able to, or you're not, you know. Me, me personally, I, I, I let myself off the hook. I stick to my goals so good. And I'm so, like I have such a good track record with myself that if I have to skip either, you know, for instance, a, me not producing a video for, you know, delivery early Sunday morning, which I usually post like lately, I've been posting like every Sunday morning at like one or midnight. If I, if I skip that, I don't kill myself. But, uh, you know, the, the goals like me needing to like run again. I used to run like you, Bob. I was like super slim. And if you look at my, I was looking at my old Facebook pictures the other day. If you look down at Facebook about three or four or five years ago, really more like five or six years ago, I was about 40 pounds lighter than I am now. And that was because I was running all the time. So the goals like that, I'm kind of beating myself up around lately because I just kind of got out of running when I injured my hand. And I haven't gotten back into it. So that's another thing I want to try and do. So I've been beating myself up a little bit about not exercising. But there's nothing to it but to do it. So I got nowhere to blame for myself for doing that. But when it comes to deadlines and stuff, I'm pretty easy on myself. When it comes to client work, I'm always 100% on spot. Unless I have you know something like this to deal with. But I'll be able to make my super important deadlines like this advertising event, which is actually at a location with people. So that's the type of thing that, that can't move. So, For me personally... I don't give myself too many deadlines because I am trying to remove stress from my life. And I've done a really good job of that. And so if I, I know that the more videos that I put out, the more money I'll make. But if I tell myself that I need to put out a video a week, then that adds this stress that I really don't want. I want to work at the pace that I, I want to to feel comfortable in this part of my life. Um, so most of my goals are kind of like bigger picture type things. Now I do have like little daily to dos, and I and I check those off, and I need to do those. But I don't have a lot of deadlines for myself because stress is really important part of my life of trying to remove all stress. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I. I'm in the place where I'm trying to figure that out, I think, uh, where I've, I have self-imposed scheduling stuff and, you know, I want to stick to it because I want to, I guess, prove to myself that I can stick to it. But at the same time, there's nothing riding on it. There's not, you know, there's no, or there's not much riding on it. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. I was just curious how you guys dealt with that. And I think all of us were going to have different philosophies a year or two years down the road, right? I'm always pivoting and adjusting to do make myself better, to make what I do better, and to be happier. Yeah. So I might have a different answer months down the road. Yeah, I think I probably will too, actually. I mean, I'm finding now that I've been on like a weekly schedule for a while, I'm finding that there is a, a pretty large amount of stress to it. And it's very limiting as to what I can get done within the next, you know, and, and that's, I think, why I'm, things are out of whack right now with my schedules, because I'm I'm doing two projects in the background that take longer than a week. Yeah. And so those are like ongoing, you know, whenever I'm not doing the weekly stuff. And so it's like, I'm doing three things at one time and stressed because I'm not getting one of them done. And so that's, mm -hmm. you know. You know, it's really funny you say that. Like when you look, if I, me personally, I mean, this is my own opinion of my work, but when I look at my videos that I put up for Make Magazine, which I'm on a schedule, I usually start working on them about three or four days ahead of time because my rest of my two weeks is just jammed with other stuff. And when you look at the videos I put on my own personal channel, the ones that I put on my own personal channel are slightly more epic because I have more time to make a bigger, more impactful video. And the ones I do on make are usually done one day. I have to edit them right away. I don't have time to like look for the right piece of wood or to get an axe head chromed in a week or something like that. I mean, one might say I should just do more scheduling and more planning, but it's hard for me to plan ahead when I have so much work coming my way. And uh, I just kind of... I also also like the spontaneity of, of my make videos, but sometimes, every once in a while, I have a kind of a bigger video and I'll share it on my channel and that channel, but it's a good point how you say you have one week at a time to put something together. It, with me personally, I'll have like two or three big videos overlapping and going all at the same time in the background, and when one becomes available to publish, those are the ones I put up. And I, I don't mean this as an insult to you at all, Bob, because we all work a little bit different. Um, but I, I also don't want to put out a video a week because to me, I want each project to have its own epicness, you know, mm -hmm. finger quotes. And, and when I see other people that put out a video a week, it's sometimes it feels like they're just putting out a video a week just to put out a video a week where all my projects mean something to me and I'm doing them for a reason. And I know, I know you do too. And that's why I'm trying to tell you like i'm not trying to insult yeah, you yeah. i just work no. different than than everybody else so i i want my projects to have that epicness yeah and that, that totally makes sense and i mean i try to only pick projects that have at least something to them like i was saying earlier i wanted to have like a thing that makes it useful and makes it valuable um but you know having more time to produce those would would just make them better all the way around so i'm agreeing with what you're saying i think but Give yourself more time. Try and have like three or four videos rolling at the same time that are like two or three week projects. Then like that's that tends to be what I do, and it just happens. I mean, there was there's there's spurts of time where I don't put up a video for a while, then I put up a, a few a few in a row because they're all just slowly accumulating all the scenes that they need. And once they get together, they're like, oh, I'm like, oh wow, this is ready for publishing. I just got to tweak it, and I can put this up. I just lost footage the other day because I was working on three projects at the same time. I oh, formatted wow. the memory card and didn't realize that I hadn't dumped it to the computer. It's nothing that's going to ruin the video. Uh, it's something I'm just going to voice over to correct. Yeah. But I was like, no. 
I ran into that, and I was able to come back from it a few weeks ago. Let me give you a tip. Here's what I've started doing. Okay. So I have three memory cards that I shoot with now, and so I can cycle through, you know, stick a new one in the camera, another one's in the computer. So when, and it puts the footage in, in numbered folders on the card while you're shooting. And so when I capture footage from the card, I'll rename that folder to whatever the project is captured. That way, when I go and shoot new stuff, it puts it in a new numbered folder. And mm -hmm. so then anytime I look at the card, I can see that there's something that has not been captured yet. Mm. Um, and that was my way of safeguarding against accidentally deleting stuff or, or missing stuff, you know, like not importing something that should have been imported. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you. They're all just like file names in a folder, you know. Uh, yeah. What I do seems to be simple for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm complicating things, but I just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And whenever the, the camera says you need more memory space... I just delete whatever the last movie was. And usually that last, I start deleting scenes that were old. Because you know when you scroll through your camera, you go right to the scene you just shot. But if you go one over, you're at the scene you last shot. You know what I mean? It scrolls through like, you know, clockwise, so to speak. Yeah. And so I just delete like five or 10, 15 minutes of what I need from the back end. And so then I eventually, I'm always having like five or six movies on my camera's card in a row. When I say movies, I have all the raw scenes. And so I just, I started five movies while I was upstate over the last eight days. And all of those scenes are still on my GoPro and my, my D7100 still. So, and I was putting them on a new hard drive. So I was a little skeptical, nervous about this new hard drive. So I just said, let me just make sure that all these scenes stay on the camera. So in the event I have a problem, they're all at least in two places on the hard drive. And then also all still on the camera. And I still have like five movies behind, you know, five old movies on my D7100 behind all the new footage I shot of the chess pieces and everything. So... So if you're shooting multiple multiple projects on the same card, like and they're overlapping, how much time does it take you to go through, you know, like a hundred files and figure out which ones are for which project? You know what I do? I just drag them all into. If I'm running, if I'm running a little bit quick on time, I'll just drag them. I'll just download them all through iMovie into whatever the most recent movie is, and then once they're all in iMovie, I just pull out the pieces and put them in other folders. You know, in, the, hmm. in iMovie. You just drag them out and you just drag them out of the project into a different project that, you know, that they're appropriate for. So if I'm shooting and I'm mixing scenes, I just dump them all into the last thing and just pull out what I need for the other stuff. Sometimes I forget and I think, damn, I knew I shot that scene. I have to go looking for it. But it, it, it saves them in blocks of time too. So it's easy to find. Them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I just need to change my philosophy because what I end up doing is I don't just delete movies off the card. I format the card because I... I'm kind of a clean slate kind of guy. When I start yeah. a new project, I'm formatting the card. That means we're starting from scratch and we're, we're doing this new project. Well, you you want to hear something funny? Yeah. The card, you, you gave me your camera, and I, I don't know if you gave me a card or not. Did you give me a card? Uh, I don't remember. I probably, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I put a card in it, and I never formatted it ever since the day I got the How long ago did you sell me that camera? <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah, at least like six months ago. And so I, I yeah. just delete folders. I never had to format the card. I did have one problem one time, and... It wasn't reading it, but that wasn't anything to do with the camera. So I might have formatted it that one time. So, mm. I, you know, I just delete. So, and so far I had no problem, but I know I could always have that option if I needed to just start from scratch. Yeah, having the multiple cards has been really handy for me, um, especially now that I have somebody helping me edit on certain days because I can shoot, give him a card and be like, okay, here's what's on this card in general, you know, and then put in a new card. And I found a deal on Amazon a while back, and I can't remember what the deal was. But anyway, I ended up getting three of the same card that are like, 
64 gig cards, which is usually one card would be plenty to hold an entire project. But this way I don't have to worry about running out of space and I can designate, you know, card A is for project A, card B is for project B if I'm doing multiples of time, stuff like that. But um, that's a just a luxury because I was able to find cheap cards one time. <laughs> so, well, uh, we got anything else about that? kind of bad day topic stuff. <laughs> no, you just gotta just stay positive. That's about it. Push yeah. through it. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's a, a comment here that I, I, I don't know why that I think this would be funny. I want to hear your answer to it. And it's from um, Mark. Um, we all met Mark in California. Yep. Um, but his question was, what do your, na- what do your neighbors think you do? <laughs> and I'm really curious for you guys. What do your neighbors think you do for a living? I wonder all the time because I used to leave the house every single morning and come home every evening. He now you're a bum. Thinks, yeah, he probably <laughs> thinks I'm unemployed and that Kelly is pulling all the weight. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah. My, yeah I, I guess you probably don't work out, outside ever, do you, David? N- no. So he wouldn't but, see you do any. No. I mean, but today I it's raining outside. And so I opened up the garage door to put spray finish on these acoustic panels but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm rarely outside working. Hmm. You know, my neighbors think I am. They they all think I'm a huge, rich, famous TV star because I did a TV show 15 years ago. They all think <laughs> that I'm still every day producing TV shows. They and the, and I live in a middle income building, and they're all like, "Aren't you rich? Like, why do you live here? Aren't you rich? Aren't you? Why do? You, can't you just do whatever you want with your life?" And and of course, that's not the case. I like a very very like lower middle class as far as my income goes and that's you know changing very slowly not as slowly as i ever hoped but i everybody still thinks i am on a tv show and so when i meet friends and people that i haven't seen in a while they're like hey man the show's great i'm like oh cool that's great i haven't made a show in six years (laughs) (laughs) you know they do you know it's it's like whatever um but people know that i make things all my neighbors know that i make things and uh but so, like I said, a lot of them think my neighbors that are just kind of like vague acquaintances. Some of them, uh, I used to make toys in this neighborhood, so a lot of them think I still am a toy inventor, which I don't do that much anymore. I hardly do at all, and so they all think I manufacture toys. Some of them, some of them think I'm doing the TV show still. And then uh, you know, my more closer friends all know that I'm like working on YouTube a lot, and my closer neighbors know that I do a lot of YouTube. So. Um, overall, everybody knows I'm just sort of like an artist, but so I, I think, uh, you know, not too many people think I'm, you know, not, not employed. They just, they all think that I'm rich, which is a bummer because I'm not, I wish I was rich, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have some friends here in the neighborhood and acquaintances in the neighborhood. And, uh, we see this couple running together all the time, like in the afternoon and they go to pick their kids up at school and they're running and they're, you know, and I was talking to my wife the other day and I was like, I wonder if either one of them work because they're always in the middle. I mean, I am also at the house in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> I like, I don't, you know, I don't know what people that I don't know well, I don't know what they do for a living. turns out she's a nurse. And so she works at nights. I, that didn't even cross my mind. Right. Um, but it's just funny. It got me thinking about that question about what our neighbors think we do because, you know, today I was out in front of my house, uh, making a giant death star out of plywood, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I don't know what my neighbors think I do. What is um, that going to be? Is that going to be a bed? No, it's going to go on my roof. <laughs> Four? 
Christmas. Ah. So it... I'm finishing up this thing I'm having trouble with is finishing up my uh, my Christmas decorations. Um, so I'm trying to make find something in that that's useful. You know, that's like not just me putting up lights and stuff. So um, I made a big uh, Death Star and I'm trying to show how to put it on the roof without damaging the roof. And without falling off the roof. And without falling, yeah. Yeah. So. Be careful it doesn't get blown away while you're up there and pull you with it. Yeah. Well, that's part of what I'm trying to figure out is like the safe <laughs> safe way to like mount it. So that, but it's not actually going to be damaging to the roof, you know, because you wouldn't want to drill holes in the roof. But it has to be there for wind and, you know, whatever is, it would have to take. So Is it the completed Death Star or the... It's a two-dimensional. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the completed one. Okay. Yeah. But it's got a Santa hat on it. <laughs> so. wait you know what i just i've been picturing uh no the death star is the planet that has like the big eye on it yeah okay i was picturing the thing that the wookie drove that looks like a guitar chip with a slot in the end of it <laughs> you mean the millennium falcon yeah yeah that's it i guess that's what the that's what he drove and all the stars turned into lines yep yep man you just really don't like star wars <laughs> i just i like it i just don't know it yeah, I like uh, you know I, I like the Japanese language. I just don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it's like that. Okay, that, I understand that. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like uh, my my favorite thing is the stormtroopers. I just think the stormtrooper uniforms are the coolest. Yeah, I got to figure totally out like agree. what the next cool uniform is though. That's that's about as deep as I go. That one and the and the one the black one with the you know what's his name. Darth Vader. Darth, Darth Vader. <laughs> you know the the guy, the guy with the black helmet. He's the only the one guy. that gets to wear the black suit. Nobody else gets to wear it. No, just him. There's not like a whole bunch of hims. It's like there's a whole bunch of the other guys. No, nope. <laughs> I'm just they're playing. troopers. I'm just he's, playing around. But I, honestly, yeah, what I mean is, there you are. <laughs> but honestly, I thought about this a couple months ago when I saw a picture of Darth Vader on TV uh, on the computer. Does Darth Vader? That's his own custom uniform. That's not like, that's not like the way like you know during the reign of kings they all wore like a gold crown. So in, like if Darth Vader was was like elected out of office, the next guy that would come in wouldn't dress exactly the same. <laughs> I don't think so. No, yeah, hmm. right, that's a good wonder. question. Yeah. I don't know the. Uh, no, I don't think so. You know, would he wear like the the call button on his chest to, to have his mom come pick him up at the <laughs> movies? <laughs> you guys see what's going on in, in uh, as far as Star Wars goes. I walked into Walmart on Black Friday at like three and two or three in the morning. Tell and I were bored, so we left the house after Thanksgiving and drove to Walmart. Wow, and that sounds like the thing that I would never do if I was no, bored. Oh yeah, no, 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 we way. go to Walmart and we look at the products and we, you know, come up with product ideas. I mean, we go like we'll go there to buy like a bottle of like Windex, but when we're there, we're just like looking at clothes and products and stuff, really just to kind of jog our minds, our, our you know designer minds. And then on the the toy aisle, there's these like three or four foot tall action figures of of the star wars figures the did you guys see these yet i have seen them and i don't know why anyone would want that i said to the girl i go do these sell she goes nobody's bought one of them and they're a hundred dollars each it's like like a blow molded action figure it's tall it's like maybe yeah. maybe like 39 mm -hmm. inches tall incredible uh, beautiful detail you know it just goes to show you how like I'm not in the toy business anymore, but when I was, you know, everyone was just kind of thinking of the newest way to manufacture stuff, but it's all manufactured in blow molding. Years ago, it would have been injection, and injection is just too expensive. So it's just like an alternate way to make things cooler and bigger. And so it's just, for me, as a designer, I thought it was clever, hmm. but it's just amazing to me that these giant, like, I guess they're like, everybody wants 
Star Wars. Let's just give them what they want, bigger, better, bigger, yeah. better. And now these giant action figures are incredible. I've seen a few of those. I've seen the Star Wars ones, but also they have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they're even bigger than the Star Wars ones that you're talking about. Wow. They're bigger than my kids. They're huge. Wow. And I don't know why, like, why would a kid want a big plastic thing that can't move? You yeah. know, it's not like cuddly or anything. Right. You can like sleep with it. It's just like a... Just the, just you know what it is, too? I'm sure thing. I know with it, when it comes to Star Wars, they're banking on guys like you, Bob, that, I mean, I'm not saying you're, you're like a super action figure collector, but they're banking on guys, you know, even from my generation that just still love Star Wars, that grew up with it, and that'll spend any amount of money on these things just because they want to be part yeah, of you know, the collection. You know, the stuff. So they're just, they're, they're, they totally bank on collectors buying a lot of this stuff and not necessarily kids to, to play with. But, yeah, that's true. But Anyway, um, so that was my one question that I had from the, uh, there's a bunch of other ones, but we don't. You want to do one more? Um, well, I don't have one picked out. Let's see. Pick it. Um, people you wish you had met sooner. Oh, this is a big. This is a big one. This is like a whole episode. People you wish you would have met sooner, and how would it have changed your life today? Ah. Do you think we should save that and do a whole episode on that? Yeah, I That's do. A big one. Yeah, that is a big one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll do that next time. All right. Okay. Let's not cool. ruin. Let's well, not ruin the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole day's ruined. I like that. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, well, what are you guys watching? What have you been watching? Well, since uh, I think last episode I mentioned that I was getting into digital painting, and so I've been sketching more as well. Um, and I found this channel called, by a guy named, called, uh, what's his name? Spencer Nugent. And his channel's called Sketch-A-Day. And basically, you could uh, just watch him sketch something out. Sometimes there's commentary, sometimes there's not. He also does tip videos, and he's really, really good. He's really fast as well. And that is called Sketch-A-Day. Sketch it's inspiring. Even if you... It's, I think you should check it out, even if you don't care about drawing, sketching, or painting. It, it could be fun just to, just to watch somebody else work. So, um... Dave, did you send me this guy? Somebody sent a Twitter out this week about Jay Hoy Lee, the sculptor that does, mm -hmm. his, he takes wooden logs. Somebody on Twitter. So I immediately started Googling his name because now, now more often than ever, I'm thinking like, oh, there's got to be a YouTube movie or he must be, maybe he has his own channel. He doesn't seem to have his own channel, but there's a lot of videos on this, this particular artist. His name is Jay Hoy Lee. He makes wooden sculptures, and when you see the sculptures that he makes, you will immediately go, oh, I saw that, or somebody sent me one of those. But when I saw one for the very first time, uh, actually, when I saw one this week, I remembered seeing one in the city, and he's apparently been making them for a while. When I first saw it in the city about a year ago, there was one in Union Square. I immediately was like, wow, that is really cool. And I, I could also sense the complicated process by which he makes these things, and the way I thought about how he would have made them is exactly what he does. And uh, so it's just incredible to see this guy's work. He makes things with bent nails and, and scraps of wood. And he, he basically like makes big, perfect spheres. Like if you took a giant bunch of twigs and jammed them together and then sanded all the whatever stuck out into a perfectly round sphere, you have this contrast of the blackness inside and the cut open ends of the wood. 
Hmm. But the, the wood intersects the outside of the sphere at all angles, not necessarily perpendicular. So you don't just always get like perfectly rounds. You get big, long, oblong shapes. And uh, so just check out some of his... That's really good. cool. Yeah, just some of the media on him on YouTube. And uh, it's incredible. And he works with a huge group of guys. They're all the artists. They're, it's all his vision, but... It's just really inspiring to see this beautiful wooden artwork that this guy does. And he also wow. works with bent nails, rusty bent nails. And he actually, I, in one of the videos I noticed, he says he, he doesn't necessarily like selling work to galleries because, or ga not necessarily galleries, but museums, because they just kind of, he says they end up in collections hidden in storage. He likes to put his work at hotels. So it's, they're in hotels all around the world because people get to see them all day long. They're in lobbies hmm. of hotels. So he said that's where he does a lot of his sales. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Plus, you get to go and see your own work. You know, like thirty thirty years down the road. Yeah, you know, it could be in somebody's basement. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't really have one, and <laughs> I have I haven't been able to watch video lately because I just haven't had time. Um, but I did. I've talked about this guy before. Um, he has a channel called Punished Props, and so I've already talked about his channel, but he sent me his book. And so he's written one book, he's working on another, and it's called Foamsmith, and his name is Bill Duran, and he makes, um, like, costumes and props and stuff like that, but he does tons of stuff with EVA foam. It's just like the floor mat foam that you get, you know, and you can you can glue it and cut it and shape it and do all this crazy stuff to it to make it into anything you want. And so he wrote a book about that process and I'll show you the cover for the book and you can be blown away that that's EVA foam. Oh, wow. Mm. It's, it's insane. The amount of detail and, and stuff. And then like he makes armor and guns and all sorts of this crazy stuff. But, um, anyway, so he sent me the book and I'm going to be learning stuff from it. And then I'm going to try to do a project based on techniques and stuff that I've learned from him in that book. So I just subscribed to his channel just now. It's good stuff. He's had yeah. some videos on Tested yep. uh, before, and uh, I think he's up in Seattle, maybe. So, Very What cool. is yeah. EVA foam? So it's the you know the floor mat, the gray floor mats that you get. Oh. Um, yeah, that's EVA foam. The ones that are puzzled together for like a kid's room sometimes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had some of those in the basement, and they almost killed me, so they are gone. <laughs> Why sawdust, sawdust gets underneath them and they get slippery. Oh, <laughs> you know it's also slippery too when you step on a four by four sheet of plywood that has like a little cushion of water underneath it. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a skimboard. Yeah, you go skimboarding. I I can't believe I didn't spray my back yesterday. Fifteen times I stepped on this big square piece of plywood and it it like shot out from under my foot ten inches before it like contacted the ground. So like every time I stepped on it, it would skid and then stop. And I'd be like, oh okay. I thought I was gonna do like an oversplit and rip my pants and my muscles. <laughs> 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 yeah that was one of the bridge uh, that was one of the stepping stones in our river of love yesterday gross <laughs> so gross mm. cool well um i guess that'll probably do it for us this week unless you guys have anything else um i do want to say thank you to luis gonzalez uh jeremy white and nicholas gomez and oh i lost my list one more Patreon supporter. Everybody from Patreon. Everybody, thank you. But especially those three plus and Chris Cop. There ah, it is. Thank ah, you guys. So close. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for supporting us on Patreon. Yep. Um, 
And yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll all have better days and we'll have great stuff to talk about yep. how much better our days are next week. And I'm yes. going to have a couple. I'm, I'm working. I got a bunch of movies in process. So as soon as they're ready, I'll put them up on my Patreon page first. And then a few days later, they end up on YouTube. So my patrons get to see all my stuff a couple days or a week ahead of time. But I'm in between a bunch of movies right now. Cool. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next time. Thank Bye you guys. all very much.